0: Following is KPB MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. All right, man. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of KPB Cast, guys. With me today, I have Ryan Rojas. You know him as Uchi, he's the lead host of the Full Power Podcast. That's what it's called, right? Full Power Podcast?
1: That's yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes.
0: Anything Dragon Ball related, you go to him and his two buddies and you just hear him chat about it. Lots of good fun had there, man. And before we go on, we would like to thank Acquire um, Gaming Apparel. They make a lot of really cool stuff over there when it comes to jerseys, t-shirts. Check them out. Also, sold to me art. Uh, you could commission her to do anything for you, any kind of artwork. She's uh, multi-talented. It's uh, it's pretty impressive what she does, you know, with a pen, um, acrylic, anything she, she could do for you. And with that, guys, uh, this is the State of the Unions for Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. As uh, Uchi could tell you, great, amazing game. He's uh, He was uh, looked at as a community leader for the game. That game itself came out in twenty nineteen. So did it come out maybe a few months right before the pandemic hit?
1: Yeah. So um, the pandemic started. I want to. Well, when I re- when everyone really could feel when it really took in effect was some. It was some short time after Winter Brawl twenty twenty, and so the game already um like you said came out twenty nineteen. Um, right before the release of Mortal Kombat 11, so it, it had um it had a pretty good run as far as its um, offline I would say at a lot of different locals from PA to Florida um, and other majors that hosted it that I made sure that um, I did my best to attend to um, and just to try to get the game there and any like you know I had it at Summer Jam. Had it at East Coast Throwdown. East Coast Throwdown was funny because I literally made a tweet before I started driving saying, hey, do you guys want me to try getting this on stream? And that tweet kind of blew up, which was nice. And uh, yeah, luckily, you know, homie sweet Johnny Cage was just like, all right, well, if you have the people, then you can have this spot on this day at this time. And I was like, sweet. So shout outs to Shock. Um at the uh, combat network for hosting us for that um that was really dope of him to just put him put us on on for that event all those years ago but yeah 2019 was a a really good year for us uh for at the beginning of course
0: and um uh, before we get into your involvement with it um you know the game comes out it's a beloved ip from the 90s you know everybody knows power rangers uh, i think it's still even going on today but the game mm-hmm. comes out. It literally has everything fighting game fans want in a you know in a fighting game. It has rollback. That's number one. A, I believe it was one of the first fighting games that at least major fighting games that had crossplay. So there was an abundance of players available. You probably will never get bored playing that game online. Considering you know PS4, Xbox, PC, Steam, everything. Um everything was just able to be cross uh, crossplay. I know the game shipped with a few bugs here and there, but then again, what you know, what games really don't do that anymore. It was <laughs> fixed. It was uh again, it was just the, almost the perfect fighting game that for, for the community is a team-based game as as usual. Uh, if you love Marvel vs Capcom 2, all those crazy things, you will love it. So, what were your impressions of the game when it first came out?
1: Well, I'm not gonna lie. When the game first came out, um, it was almost like a dream come true because you know I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. Um, I appreciate the shout out to the you know Full Power Podcast and all my involvement with Dragon Ball stuff. But my I have a few loves, and Dragon Ball is definitely one of them. But Power Rangers is one of the others, and that was something that um, as a Power Ranger fan, obviously since you know I'm I'm a '93 baby, so I uh, <laughs> I I was pretty much born. A few months prior to when the first episode even aired so wow you know, power rangers and i are literally the same age and uh you know i've been a, a big fan ever since and you know even though there's been you know video games for the power rangers franchise across the years i have always wanted there to be like a more legitimate quote-unquote um competitive i guess uh fighting game right and I, I didn't expect it to ever come down to a 3v3 type of uh, format, which I would I, I, w- I was used to you know how the the tournament edition or like the fighting game on the Super Nintendo was where it was just one on one. And then the, the Genesis had a bunch of the others which um, some I feel like some people forgot about, but I mean I never had a Genesis, but I did I was able to play them later on in life. And those were some pretty fun games. So I always imagined, like, you know, if they were ever going to have fighting for Power Rangers, it might be on the more traditional side of things. But, you know, here comes Enway, working in collaboration with Hasbro and whatnot. And they put together a 3v3 fighting game that is very... It's it's basically a a spiritual... I wouldn't call it a successor, but I would definitely call it a, a spiritual addition in the lineage of what the versus Marvel series has done. And you know has had, and my initial reaction was just like, oh my god, another versus game because I'm like I'm gonna get my I'm I'm gonna get cooked like I'm I'm not like the greatest fighting game player especially in the versus Johns but you know what like I always play them anyway I always try to have some fun with them and I knew that the the second I saw it I was like yep I have to I have to do everything that I can to. Really push for this to be um, looked at, given you know respect, and just you know just wherever I can take it, I will you know do my best to do so. Um, mm-hmm. I was very excited. I was next to my boy megaphone Frankie System. I'm sure a lot of people know uh, and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Frankie, and he was there with me literally since day zero. The second they put that teaser trailer out, I think we were actually at Frosty Fostings together, and I recorded my reaction with him. Um, and we were super happy despite it not being a traditional one V one, but, you know, I keep it real. I'm not going to just like sugarcoat and be like, Oh yeah, like it was the greatest day of my life. Like I felt really happy. Um, (laughs) but you know, I was like, Oh man, I came right down to earth when I was like, okay, it's another, it's three V three. All right, we'll get through it. I will, I will quickly accept, you know, what it is and, you know, I'm not gonna try to change it for, you know, anything else, but. Yeah, I was very, very, very excited, and shortly thereafter, I, I took the initiative to even start the Discord, which, at this point, has grown to host over five thousand members in there. And they, and and they, and they, as in, uh, Enway, um, and the team behind Battle for the Grid, they didn't even bother trying to just make like a uh, quote-unquote official Discord because I had already started it. And by the time I guess they were, I guess getting all their stuff together with you know the socials and all that stuff like we had already grown like with hundreds of members like already at that point in time so they figured let's just join this one they requested that they have like n-way roles which was not a problem so you know the developers have been in there um as well too so it's it was definitely a very exciting time at the beginning for sure
0: no oh, that's pretty cool man and uh, listen you said it yourself um You know, you're not the best versus player. And you sort of hinted that, you know, you're okay at fighting games. You just enjoy watching them. So, was it your love for Power Rangers that decided that you took the initiative? to become the quote-unquote Power Rangers Battle for the Grid leader? Was anybody else trying, or did you just think, hey, you know what, this is my rightful time to do this. I love this franchise. I want this game to succeed as much as possible. And it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, you got the Discord going, and you say you have a ton of people, or even to the point where the developers are in there. Take us through that.
1: Yeah, so I definitely, I definitely have been around in the fighting game community for quite some time even at that point um, in 2019 so it was a lot of things when I decided to I guess kind of take the initiative per se and you know run with whatever I can get going because it really I never looked at it as something where I wanted to start all this just to be the first to do it I looked at it more uh, from an angle where this is something that I loved which was Power Rangers also now finally entering into a, a realm that i also love with fighting games and with my involvement being like a tournament organizer myself a commentator myself you know i was again i have been i'm pretty well versed i've been traveling to several different events at, even at an international level where you know i've been to japan twice for and tournament i've been to the the uk for the, the same game as well. And I I've just had several different avenues uh and, and just passions and in a lot of different things. And when it comes down to like, you know, these competitive games and fighting games and whatnot. Um obviously I feel like we've all dabbled in the competitive scenes with trying to compete, but uh we all find our like where we really fit. And I'm I'm okay to admit that like yeah, I'm definitely not the best player. Like, you know, I can I can do a few combos here and there and whatnot, but um, I feel like where I really stand out um, to contribute the most is when I can, you know, lead or when I can, you know, commentate or just provide any kind of help saying getting people where they need to be as well. And so when this game, like I said, when the trailer first came out, I knew I was like, okay, like I had already mapped out in my head. Like a bunch of things that I wanted to do. I wanted to start the Discord. I wanted to bring, I wanted to bring the game to wherever I could go. Um, so from my own locals um, over in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, at the Gamers Edge Comics and Games, I was running an event called Catch Me Inside, um, and that was a that that was a monthly series where I just featured whatever um, fighting games that people were coming out to play. Um, I would debut other, other new ones as they were coming out. And if people wanted to continue playing them, then, you know, I'd, you know, I'd, let, it, I'd let them rock. If not, you know, there's always going to be room for something else. And I w- was very quick to try to reach out to whoever I can get a hold of over at Enway to help with figuring this whole thing out. Because I told them my plans and how I just want this to succeed. And I want you guys to literally take this game to the stars and beyond with the potential that it has. And people funny to this day have have, have thought that I was an employee with NRA. <laughs> and, and I can promise you I was not. I definitely wasn't ever at any point. And it's, it was just my, my raw passion and... I guess you could say desires to just want to see this work out and for everyone involved because I just I just love the vibe and the energy that comes from a lot of these events and that's obviously why I you know I I find myself there and at, at the events that I've been to to begin with the events that I've ran myself the the streams that I've hosted myself I just you know I wanted everyone as many people as possible to. To, you know to to realize what time it was and what time it is it's just right. morphin' time you know so you know we have to I I, I I had to basically do whatever I could so thankfully early on even um, during around that time I I reached out to the Twitter and actually no when I found back back around that time I was mes- messaging whoever had a social plug that was publicly available so like if you were like a uh, like a fighting developer like a combat developer or if you were you know on social or audio like i i pretty much did my due diligence i just i literally just was like okay i did my homework i'm like okay these people have twitters i'm gonna just reach out to all of them and if whoever answers hopefully will help uh, and thankfully I did get some responses and I did, I did get some help. So they were nice enough to, at the time, uh, provide me with some codes. So that way I can, I, I could put them on the consoles that I was running stuff off of. Um, uh, because again, my plan was to really just get more people on the game as possible. And, and I feel like I was successful in that I, I brought in a lot more attention. I brought a lot of of more interest especially for those that came out to my locals i made sure that you know if you were there there they you were gonna have the options of entering the battle for the grid brackets because i you know they were free i, I literally didn't want to charge anyone anything extra because i wanted people to at least try the game and like nine times out of ten like everyone that sat down and played it they had fun they enjoyed what they what they had and this was again this was you know during a time when, like you mentioned, there was a few bugs here and there and whatnot, and that we we definitely cannot ignore those times because they were they were really funny. I mean, Goldar can do some wild things back in the day. Tommy was ridiculous back in the day. Sometimes I wish they never changed Tommy, but that's for another story. Uh, but it was it was definitely an awesome an awesome experience, and I'm you know more than more than honored to. Um, and, and I feel like it's definitely been a privilege to to have done everything that I was able to to do for everybody. And for those that, you know, have definitely reached back out to me to just let me know, like, you know, like, you know, like, hey, like, they, you know, I've, I've been given thanks and praise and whatnot from, you know, several people over the years. And it's always appreciated. But, you know, again, like, like I started to say with my this long answer that I'm giving you, uh, you know, I this was never about me. This was about this was about having all of us experience how awesome Power Rangers can be within the fighting game community. So, there it is.
0: Well, let's uh, take it a little bit from there. 2019, obviously, the game comes out, and you know, uh, who doesn't love Power Rangers? Uh, it's, It's an instant hit. Uh, everybody loves it. You said it yourself. Uh, you went from locals to uh, doing some at majors thanks to Sweet Johnny Cage. Um, you were able to do as much of it as possible. And then, of course, the pandemic hits. Now, the one thing that saves Power Rangers is the fact that it has rollback net code. Mm. When the pandemic was really hitting its highest of highs... What could you tell us about the community? Did they stick with the game considering it had rollback netcode? Because listen, obviously mm-hmm. when the game first come out, you're obviously gonna see a lot of numbers, and then eventually they start dwindling down. But right. this game was not plagued by the problems that the other games had. It had great netcode, is the one thing the community always begs for. You tell us, man. During the during that year, year and a half where it was at the highest, where everybody was just staying in, how were you know how how did the community? Uh, you know, com- uh, how, how was the community like? You know, you were there. I'm sure you were hosting online um, tournaments, uh, online, uh, quote unquote, casuals. You tell us.
1: So yeah, great question. I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a, a time to show off how much we wanted our game to succeed even through a tough time like that. And despite um, there being a lot of confusion With exactly what was going to be happening, um, with what was already laid out, because right before the pandemic really started to take its, you know, its form and to really like, you know, this was before events started to just get canceled left and right. Right. They had announced the the league, right, the Battle for the Grid uh, League, and it was going to be this big deal where certain majors were gonna host the game and players this was this was to give players the opportunity to obviously attend those events compete for points and who those that had you know the most points were going to be invited for the evo finale right but unfortunately because of said pandemic they had to basically restructure the entire thing right but during that you know restructuring phase this is kind of when things started to shift as far as how the officials uh were handling the situation versus how the community was handling the situation so
0: when you say officials you mean the developers of the game or the people running the league which ones
1: well so the, the 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 ones responsible for the league I'm I'm not this is at no fault towards like you know for example like CEO or anyone who was supposed to host us because obviously it has you know like it's not really on their uh, you know, it's it's, it's, it's
0: completely out of their hand this is exactly. uh, this is not something that's caused by a power outage or something like that no. this is literally no. a virus taking over the entire world they they have nothing to do
1: Right right yeah so yeah, no, it is, I'm I'm referring to the the developers because like I like I was already starting to say they they started to not be as communicative as we would have liked them to be. I mean, especially during a time like that where there was a lot going, there was a lot of expectations on top of the you know the the big amount of expectation already with you know the potential of the game and you know what they could do with it and you know the amount of characters and a bunch of different ideas and whatnot that you know that the community had for it and that we could have seen happen right but during that time like during a lot of the silence and the confusion and the wonder of what was actually going to be happening then that was on us um to really be like okay well like we can't really just sit around and wait so let's you know let's keep pushing let's keep playing let's keep streaming let's keep hosting where we can and that's exactly what we did you know like you had already mentioned like you know online events definitely became a thing and the great part was that um despite us having rollback already we didn't have lobbies until 2020 and so lobbies came right before uh, a lot of events started shutting down um so like I mentioned like the last event I was at in person to this very day like as of this recording like I haven't been to any local offline major anything since winter brawl 2020 and it was right after that final round got shut down April annihilation got shut down and you know everything else that that came after was was done right and so, we got lobbies literally that february which couldn't have come at a better time uh, because without him we (laughs) really wouldn't have been we would not have been able to have some sort of an online presence at all the league would have altogether would have just been canceled and obviously they had to make the shift from you having you know all these events in person happen to choosing certain offline or i'm sorry online events that were happening in addition to the locals or i'm sorry i keep saying locals but the the other smaller online events that, that that were community ran um so basically they had to restructure the the whole point system and if you um had a certain amount of players that would uh basically mean like you were like your event was good to be a sanctioned league event Um, so if you didn't have like 16 players minimum it was not going to count so it it really pushed for the community to really work hard and to stay really consistent i mean uh, you know a lot of a lot of players a lot of uh community leaders because you know i'm not the only one here that was you know taking a, a like that leading initiative you know we had guys like mega isaac and and Proto Dad and Arneezy that were all doing their thing, and we all came together, working together collectively with 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 our events and with each other's events and whatnot, and basically everyone was a part of everyone's stuff. So no, I'm
0: glad uh, you brought that up because mm-hmm. uh, that was actually going to be uh, one of my next questions, and you already answered it. A lot of the community leaders, yourself and the gentleman that you. That you mentioned you guys came together you did not want this to fail no, um you, you know what you're probably one of the first people i've had in these state of the unions where you actually had communication with the other um community leaders extensively what what were you guys feeling during this pandemic was it did you feel it was your duty to try to keep the community together as much as possible you said it yourself the developer you know, it, it was just silence for a while. And listen, it's understandable. Everything got just thrown into a loop. They have to scramble to figure out what they're going to do next. They don't want this league to completely die off. Because, uh, you know, who, who knows if it's even going to be resurrected. Because at that point, we, we did not know how long, you know, we were going to be staying indoors. But it's cool to hear that, like I said you guys and like you said that you guys actually kept um you know you guys kept together you kept the team together just to make sure to feed your communities to uh just move forward you know what like what what kind of things did you guys co- um you know collaborate on what kind of things do you know what kind of information you always shared with each other did the developer reach out to any one of you guys to just let you know hey uh, you know we're not giving up on the community it's just we're dealing with this take us through that
1: all right. Well, are you ready for this answer? Because this is this is kind of where things start to get pretty serious. Um, so
0: serious in in which way?
1: Well, we're gonna figure that out together.
0: All right, let's do it. That's, <laughs> I, 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 you know what, guys? That's what we're here for, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. So
0: Floor is yours. So, yeah, <laughs> it it
1: brought us. It definitely brought us all a little bit closer. I can definitely say that. Um, because again, we all had. The same intentions. We wanted to keep showing this game off to everyone, and 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 just to show, like, hey, like this game is legit. Like, it's awesome. It's fun. It's you know, it's pretty easy to get into. It's one hell of a spectator sport for sure, and it's it's super exciting. And, and not
0: to mention, it's Power Rangers.
1: And it's Power Rangers. You can't not go wrong with the with the Power Rangers. It's right? a perfect IP. So well. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it, it will. That's another. That's another podcast in and of itself. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So I mean, we all wanted the same things, and obviously, you know, everyone wanted to contribute in their own way. So I mean, some simple things, you know, as far as forms of communication was to just try to plan around each other's existing things. Where you know, like I had my events, Isaac had his had his events. Arnezzi had their events, and there's plenty of other uh, tos that I'm not naming off the top of my head right now because there there were that many, but there was there was quite a, a bunch, and I'm sorry for you know not plugging anyone else, but you know I'd be here for a while longer if I if I you know had my list and just read through everybody, but they, they know um, who they are, right? Yeah, you definitely you guys should because you know we had we had an open where well, we have a an open uh channel within the discord for people to post their community events whether they're offline or online so there was always you know there was an and there was always a calendar as well you know shout out to our boy technique who 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 was doing those calendars and putting all everyone's events so that it was beautifully laid out you know like we are the community was very good when it came to that right but again you know back to you know how things kind of shifted a little bit for us is um and you know going from community to developer and vice versa right so i had to essentially and this was this is kind of a thing for a very long time to in a to a degree it still is this way i was uh the bridge between the community and the developers and again this is this kind of plays into the thing that I said before where people really did think that I i thought that I worked for them and I'm like no I <laughs> I, I, I swear I don't and if I did like y'all would have known right? Like that's something you don't want to just like keep it hiding behind the curtain or something right? So I had my direct connects with those that were literally within the offices of Enway um, those that were direct that had their hands on the game and I had to personally reach out just to kind of get any sort of updates now you know obviously not necessarily like a scoop or anything or just you know trying to pry uh, or what's coming next or anything like that like i just genuinely wanted to know like hey like you know how's everything going on over there like are you guys still trying to figure stuff out like what exactly is going on yeah you're Um, not
0: trying to like dig deep or anything it's like hey you know i i gotta i I want to see what's going to be happening with the community with the league that's all you want
1: right exactly that's literally all we wanted we just we we like the and that's 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 kind of like the one of the morals here is that like a lot of things could have it could have easily just been handled a lot better as if there was better communication Um, because a lot of times there was a lot of silence from their from their end and there was times where you know i myself had to just kind of tell people hey like you know everything's all right like we're you know they're they're working hard on stuff you know they deliver whenever you know they come out with something they've they've delivered every time and they haven't you know let us down on that front so just you know let's all be patient let's just keep you know doing our thing and then when you know when they're ready we'll know right like i had i had to basically act as you know essentially not just act as but like i was the middleman um and you know kind of reassuring people's you know emotions and feelings about like you know the confusion and what was happening going forward because you know no one knew and you know like the little answers and responses that i would get whenever they would you know respond back to me was like yeah you know they're they're still trying to figure stuff out exactly and you know when we'll know when they'll know and you know like those kind of responses so i was like all right like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to overstep my boundaries or, you know, push the envelope anymore. So, so, you know, it is what it is. Have to respect that. Um, that.
0: Is, is it tough being a li- uh, liaison, especially between the FGC and the developer? You said it yourself. It's not as if they're running away from you guys. You know, they're, they're dealing with their own internal problems of how, how are we going to get this league off? Meanwhile you have a community who loves the game and they want to know what's going to be happening, what's going to be happening next. Were you feeling any kind of stress or, you know, were you feeling any kind of heat from the community because, oh, you're not telling us what they're really saying? Did did that kind of stuff happen?
1: No, actually, um, I'm grateful that that didn't. uh, Like people, people had a lot of trust in, you know, whenever I would come out and like, know get people hyped up or like you know i would tease things or you know things like that because i was in the know okay like when when it came down to uh certain things like i mean i can say this now like i knew about the league months in advance i knew about seasons before a lot of people knew about them so like that stuff is not fake i never like pretended like I knew stuff when I really didn't you know just to you know you know show off or anything like that like the only time I was ever teasing something was when I knew right and you know I I wanted to you know provide some sort of excitement you know and and and, you know hype towards those things so that way when you know the the bomb would drop then you know it, it, Twitter would blow up, the discord would blow up, everyone would get all excited because whenever they whenever they announced anything or whenever they they showed off anything, everybody was always super excited. And that was one of the best feelings ever. But when it came down to you know what we're talking about now, it was it was uh, it was something that I was always very appreciative of. And they understood that like you know i like to, to not shoot the messenger you know <laughs> like it wasn't on me but you know obviously i just try to keep everyone's cool head or, or heads cool you know if that makes sense so you know just you know just try to stay as, as as uh as positive as possible throughout you know all of those um those times and just, just, just did the best that i that i could and that we all could together and it, it it worked out to a to a to a degree. I, you know, maybe not as best as we would have liked it to, because I mean, but the pandemic did kind of screw up a lot for a lot of things.
0: They were able to do what they could, right, with the sources, uh, with the resources that they had. Was it the was it the original league idea? Of course not. You know, we, we, we got through this right into our faces, and like again, uh, life had to stop for a second there. So I'm sure you know they did they did their best. Well, let me ask you this then. Uh, you just said it yourself. Was it was it what everybody expected? No, but maybe some people were just expecting too much, trying to pretend like this pandemic was not going on. I I take it they did a whole bunch of online tournaments.
1: It definitely did. Yeah, we we carried on. Um, after you know we waited a little bit to to get the official word because I mean everyone was under the assumption that like okay, well if. If we can't do offline, then we clearly have no other choice but to do online. But, you know, then again, you know, there's always that 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 possibility that, you know, the whole thing, they, you know, just they didn't want to do it at all at that point, you know, Um, which no one really considered. Like, that's the thing, like everyone I can from my memory, everyone had good feeling that they wouldn't just not do something. So, like, it was never a, a worry that There would be no league at all. It was just a matter of when they would announce when the online version was. And that was kind of cool, I guess.
0: And when they announced it, uh, what was the general community reaction? Were a lot of people just excited? Uh, actually, before we get into that, and like we had talked about, again, the pandemic uh, it hit us. Did you see any numbers dwindling in the community um because people just don't want to be at home they want to be outside you know playing this game at offline events and you know how sometimes the FGC is a lot of people refuse to touch games online you tell <laughs> yeah. us man um did did you see any like did you see any dwindling numbers or were the numbers just nice and steady for you guys
1: so they were steady for what they were considering, you know, all the things that you just mentioned, which are very real things to, you know, obviously bring up and acknowledge, you know, because you can't deny those things. But it's almost like, it you know, it was definitely different just going from offline to online. And online, or I'm sorry, offline events had a pretty good set of numbers for, depending on where you were at. Like if you were at a major, you were definitely in the double digits. But then if, you know, you were... Doing like a smaller kind of local or anything like that. It would vary. But um, online, I feel like, not going to lie, especially during a time where that's the only option that we had. We had um, a good a good showing for several different events. Not even just my own, but like, you know, I, I can say with confidence that we would have tournaments that would definitely be upwards toward t- 20, 30, 40, even 50, uh, uh, you know, entrance. those events so that's cool man yeah
0: yeah you know when the league hits what was the community feeling what were you feeling what were your colleagues feeling in the organizing side of things you know they didn't abandon you guys um all that thought of like some of the people saying oh they abandoned us they don't want anything to do with us they are taking too long what was the general reaction how were the events um you know how, how were the events coordinated? Because doing an online event obviously so much more different than doing an offline one, especially when you take the just the pure fact of it being online and, you know, maybe people doing some shady stuff just trying to win. What were your experiences with the league? So the league
1: the then turning into from going from offline to turning into a purely online environment we, like I mentioned before, we had several different options as far as, you know, what events you could enter. I mean, we had, like I said, we had so many TOs and so many events that were happening on a very regular basis. Like there was almost, it was to the point where it almost felt like there was a tournament to enter every day kind of thing. Um, because, you know, they had the rule that as long as you were streaming on Twitch and you were using a Smash GG and you had 16 entrants, you were eligible to be considered a sanctioned league event. And with those qualifications, you know, you you know, everyone just really pushed for having that happen, and you saw a lot of events take place whether they were sanctioned or not, I mean, people still would show up and they would play, you know, to just continue to grind out that tournament experience to just be comfortable in that kind of a zone and and environment and whatnot. Uh, So that way, by the time, um, you know, they were a part of a sanctioned one, they were playing for points at that point. So it's like, you know, depending on how well you performed would decipher how many points you got. And so that was always a constant there was like i said so many events across all different regions and i'm not even talking just the u.s here like i'm talking uh the uk and europe they had they had their events we had mexico and south america you know having their events in addition to you know you know obviously north america being probably like you know the biggest you know group i guess you want to say it like that Uh, i mean we even had we have players in japan that have been playing this game but uh i don't believe they've ever you know had a scale like we've had obviously Uh, but they've definitely had their their events as well but to answer the question i mean even with all of the sanctioned events that the community put on ourselves the one one of the big flaws that took place during this time was again communication was terrible uh from enway's point sometimes we wouldn't know when an official off or online event actually took place um it ended up ended up being like you know we'd get a week's notice before they made an announcement officially to say hey Uh, this upcoming online tournament is an official event and you know people even though every everyone's at home you know people have you know their daily lives and their schedules and a lot of folks right of course we're working from home too like myself and that is that that caused a lot of frustrations from the community because you know not you know people that were really trying to grind out this league to get as many points as possible so that they have a chance to be in that top eight because top eight you're playing for ten thousand dollars wow. okay like it was this was this was okay. a a big prize pool it was like it was like 10 or 15 I, I forget which which number it was but this this is how much we were we were working with
0: let me ask you this question was the communication problems because of something that you said everybody and their mother was trying to like Reach those numbers that would make them considered, uh, be um, they would be considered a quote unquote sanctioned uh, league event. Because when you open up something like that, you have to be on Twitch, you have to use Smash GG, and you have to have 16 players. And listen, we know how the gaming community, especially the competitive community, some people will go out of their way to just try to get some clout. He's like no, I want my tournament to do this. I want my tournament to do that. You know, I'm gonna. I don't care if I step on somebody's toes while doing it. You know, I, I could care less if uh they had their tournament announced a month a month ahead. I'm gonna announce one right now during the week to try to get my numbers up because I want a piece of the pie. Was that was that one of the reasons why there was a communication problem? Because M-Way just. They just opened up that that, you know, that bees hive and now everybody just is just you know vying for for that position to become a, a sanctioned league event.
1: That's a good question, because, I mean, honestly, the funny thing is we didn't really have that kind of an issue or concern while the league was uh, happening. Funny enough, though, we actually did have um, I'm not going to name any names, but we did have a few clout chasing issues, I should say, um, in the past, which was dealt with pretty simply i mean it's not like i really had to say anything or anyone else really had to say anything but people kind of just looked at what was happening they put two and two together and they realized yeah this person's not really you know for it they're not about it they don't even know what time it is you know if i'm sure yeah, if you man, ask that's, them they... that's
0: actually refreshing to hear that the com- that the power yeah. in this community realized uh yeah this guy's doing it all for himself whoever that may be we're not like you said we're not tossing right. out any names here
1: yeah like
0: and that that
1: was you know handled i feel like you know as best as it possibly could have been because i'm i'm glad that real recognized real when it came to that kind of thing and the funny thing is like i was i would be reached out directly from other community members and players and being like hey like have you seen this person and their event that they're doing like they're not really and then like i would take a look and be like oh yeah like what's happening here so uh you know they would run they would try to run their stuff and then they would you know try to run again and they they obviously noticed like no one was entering their tournament so it's not like we had to just tell them like we we no one had to shun every anybody to the shadow realm per se it was just a kind of like a natural you know flow of the wind like you knew what direction you had to go in and you just followed it that's like you, you know, said the community awesome. re-
0: uh, recognized real
1: yeah exactly so people were very uh in the know with who was legit and who wasn't um and that was one of the i guess one of the beautiful things that i could definitely um bring up uh, you know about about the community but but as far as like you know the, the official developers uh, standpoint i mean the thing with their with, with with how the structure of the league was was that even if you were sanctioned, right? If let's say you ran an event and you were able to basically check off all the marks of the criteria in which in how you you would make your event considered um, eligible to be uh, sanctioned, you would you you the the players would only get a certain amount of points, and they specifically made the official quote-unquote official league sanctioned events that they were saying hey at this major at this online major this is an official sanctioned event those events would get a ginormous amount of points if you you know obviously placed well and whatnot and if you won those events you would be getting a ridiculous amount of points so it was never about you know, there being such a oversaturation of events from the community because whenever there was an official one, you know, there was actually certain players, funny enough, and I, and I give props to them, they would only enter the official ones and they would just do really well and, then, like, the, the, the majority of their points were just based off of that and, I mean, if they did decide to enter any of the the, you know, non-official ones, it, you know, it was just because they, they felt like it or, you know, it was just uh, hype and there was like a lot of, you know, good competition or, and they were just bored or something. But realistically, they wanted they to get like was,
0: some competition, like you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, you know, shout outs, shout outs to, to those folks. Uh, my boy, wild uh, T Cole, baby. Like, he was <laughs> definitely one of my favorite uh, players to watch, to commentate his matches and everything like that. But, you know, everyone, everyone, everyone uh, handled themselves, you know, how they did. And that was just, you know, like, you know, like I mentioned already before, one of the big issues was just like people just wished that they spoke up a little bit better and told us, you know, a little bit more when it came down to things like, you know, the league because, you know, that really mattered. And, you know, I mean, it got it got so bad to the point where we we, (laughs) there was a major coming up. And despite people predicting like, okay, I feel like we feel like this is going to be another sanction spot. They didn't say anything until four days prior. And it was a whole joke in the community. Everyone was saying for this, for that four days, like shout out hashtag four days. And it was, it was, <laughs> it was funny,
0: but man, like
1: that's kind of OD. Don't you think like that's Of
0: course you can't announce something that, that, you know, that short notice. I mean, really four days. That's a little bit rough you know
1: yeah it really was it was it was a rough time and i mean you know and and obviously you know i wasn't competing in any of these but you know for as someone that was at least you know making sure that i was on the mic you know that's also something that i had to make sure that i set that time aside so that i was available for those those casting opportunities but i mean like i said like i had my own predictions and they it's not like they would tell me either like you know like like i said there were things i knew but then certain things like that i'd find out with everybody else (laughs) so it's like you know it it definitely sucked for to say the least but i you know always try to at least make the right calls so that way right i you know may i knew that i would definitely be a part of you know the the casting team so that way you know because again that was one of my other things that i really wanted to make sure um you know remained constant was that i was one of those hype voices that you could always rely on to really provide that extra amount of energy and good vibe to the game you know that the game already provided because the game was crazy as it was and I feel like the you know my skill set was just already commentating for years at this point, and then you know in combination with my love and passion for the IP of Power Rangers, that's the best blend. So you know I got my references all day, but well, you know you, at the you, same time you know I knew what I was calling and seeing at the you know at the same time, so it was beautiful. Yeah. Well,
0: you wanted to stay professional, you know you didn't exactly. want to you didn't want to go completely off the rails. Uh, it, it's sometimes very easy to do that within the gaming community is like oh no i'm just gonna go with what everybody else is saying whereas mm-hmm. if you're chasing something like announcing some people forget listen man i have to stay professional because this is what this is going to be my contribution to the community and um like afro Dynamics said on his episode of uh, state of the union with commentators you know some people just don't know how to stay professional you know they uh they go with the what is it? Uh somebody told me one, the whole goon attitude where it's like, <laughs> oh, we don't care. And it's like, well, you're gonna care if uh if you miss out on a great opportunity uh yeah. to do this as a, you know a little bit of a part-time job or hobby that actually gets you paid. But it's cool to hear that you kept your cool and you kept your professionalism because you, you knew where you wanted to go. So let's move out let's move forward a little bit. A, how did the league go? How, what were what were the results? And let's talk about also after the leak. So, you take it from there man.
1: Yeah, so uh, for what it was um, despite you know, the the lack of communication a lot of times throughout um, a lot of the events that took place for the official um, the official events that, that happened. I would say it was it was all right. I don't want to overhype it and say like it was the greatest thing ever. Was, know, a, th-
0: was it a success?
1: Yeah, it was a su- it was a success in the sense that we had, you know, hundreds of players, you know, all scattered, you know, all across all all the all the events that took place. The streams were always were always well enough from people in the chat to the viewer numbers and you know, just everyone that was involved and the competition was 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 great. Obviously there was some hiccups with matches and you know things of that nature and whatnot, and you know obviously the players that made it to the top eight, they you know they did get their payouts and whatnot and in, in you know with with within some time and whatnot, but I would say overall it was it was it was all right. As far as post league, that was actually kind of something that the community was also wondering like, hey, are we gonna run this back? Are we gonna have another one?
0: Did and, Amway not communicate with you guys, or I mean, we're, it's in twenty twenty two now? Has, has anything happened with them? Has uh, you know, has there been any talk of a uh, leak part two or something like that?
1: No, unfortunately, not. They uh, I mean, they went yeah, quiet. They really, well, it's not that they went quiet because uh, to this day, uh, basically, what the official social media accounts do is they have been plugging. Other uh community ran events. And they've been providing like you know, like hundred dollar pop bonuses here and there, which is really nice. Um, and that's actually something that they never used to do, especially during the league, funny enough. But that's what they're that's what they've been doing now. But unfortunately, that's kind of where that stops. Because other than that, I mean, the only other thing that is happening. At that studio, is you know, they, they're they, for those that don't know, Enway is wholeheartedly a mobile game video game developer company. Yes,
0: they are, they're one of the, those developers that uh brought something over to the consoles, but their heart and soul is into mobile gaming,
1: exactly right. And with that in mind, they have quite a few mobile games on their hands, and since they're not you know like a Capcom or a a bandai or you know like they're not like a very big company that has like you know yeah they they don't have a big piece of the pie right you know they you know they have their limitations and whatnot and whatever resources that they do have however yeah they they with all that in mind they have their other games that they need to work on and whatnot and even to this day, they are still introducing new games. Um, one of them actually being a new Power Ranger game, which definitely spoke louder than any other kind of uh, phrase, word, sentence that you could that you could say. Especially considering that you have an entire community full of players and active members that they just want to see more, right? and there's so much more that still to this day can be done with the game but that is that is the only kind of communication that we that we've been getting is you know the the just the general the, the the general support of anyone who's still running
0: any kind of online event Did they, and um, that's they remind me how many seasons were season passes were in the game was, was it 3
1: no actually so So we had so all right. So I'll run it down really quick. to just just to give you an idea of how how much content we got, right? So when the game first came out, twenty nineteen, the game shipped with nine characters. We then shortly thereafter got quote unquote free uh, DLC. So you could consider that season zero, right? But then after those characters dropped, uh, we shortly got season one, and then a few months after that. Um, and by the way, each season did come with three characters, um, and usually came with a Zord, uh, among other balance patches and whatnot. Right, um, right. So that's what basically what a season was. So season one uh, started shi- uh, shipping out that summer season, season one into fall, right? Like, uh, right. and they and they basically dropped a character per month during the time of a season. So it's not like you know, season one would come out and then they just drop all the characters. I mean, that that doesn't even happen now with you know fighting games as it is. So shortly after season one was rolled out and finished, they announced season two. Boom, right away. It's right exactly right away. Season two. Here we go. We're getting Eric Myers, Quantum Ranger, we're getting the Shadow Ranger, Anubis Kruger, and we're getting Die Shizzle. Okay, from <laughs> Jungle Fury. Okay. And and if you look at it in that way, the the whole year from the, the time it released up until December. We had content. We had something to look forward to. We had things to to get all excited for and to just build hype around and whatnot. And so within the first year, you can say that we got three seasons worth despite the first one being free. But that's DLC, that's content, right? So season zero, one, and two, 2019 comes around, the pandemic, or I'm sorry, 2020 comes around. And the pandemic hits. Mm -hmm. The silence happens. And then they finally come out of the ground. Surprise like Rey Mysterio used to do. And they announced (laughs) season 3. Right? They have a season 3 trailer. And they showed off off some characters that people definitely wanted. With a little bit of a surprise, I would say, in Scorpina. Not to say that no one wanted her. But the amount of, I guess, uh, the ratio between others versus her was you know not really in her favor is what i'm trying to say but yeah, um Torpino's always a character that I definitely could see in the game and there she is right so
0: yeah but she's I always see, been a very boring character in general and in Power Rangers. that's just my opinion though
1: yeah i mean i mean well that's <laughs> that, that's it's it's one of those things where it's 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 interesting on how they decided to choose who to put in right um be you know because of you know because if, you know, if you're a Power Ranger fan listening to this, you'll know Scorpina wasn't in in, in many episodes. <laughs> she wasn't.
0: Um, nah, she but, wasn't, but again, the episode she was in, yeah, she didn't do much for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it, it, exactly. It is what it is, you know. And so, you know, with that, with that announcement came like the 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 time span that people had to look forward to to uh seeing those characters drop. So that announcement came around I believe it was RJ that came first that summer. Then Lauren Shiba followed uh a few months after that. So they basically stretched out the releases so that it could fill the year essentially, right? But again, yeah,
0: it could uh, give people time to think, uh maybe uh give them some time to just relax while everybody's stuck at home. Um, Hey, listen guys, you know, you guys are getting all this stuff. And like you said, let's just stretch it along, you know, so that way people could get hype, uh, could, could get a lot of communication, a lot of, uh, you know, just talk within the community.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and so this was 2020, right? So we only got season three. All right. And I'm not saying that as like, uh, like oh but look at look at the first year we got you know what i'm saying like i'm i'm saying that we got something right and at the end of the day that is really all that matters because when like i mentioned before anytime new content was on the horizon a new trailer dropped everybody was excited And when i say everybody i mean everybody it didn't even matter if you were familiar or you wanted that character or not because um i'll also uh put this out there a lot of the players and community members all together a lot of them aren't even power ranger fans they just they're fans of fighting games and right right. to me to me that's really weird because it's power rangers right and i'm like oh i would imagine like a lot more people would know about power rangers but people really look at this as just another fighting game like they look at the characters as functions and rather than you know who they are like you know to me that's crazy but i mean it is what it is everyone's different and you know they they like what they like right Oh yeah so, lots of
0: people only like um team versus games and that game fits right in
1: right Yep. yeah so you know if you like your hidden missiles then you're definitely picking up jen scott's you know if you like <laughs> if you like your, your 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 i need more power you know you like your virgil's and you're definitely picking up eric myers because not only is he voiced by the same dude but he definitely says similar lines and has some similar moves as well so you know like there was always that kind of overlap that was always fun to find, and it was you never had a character that was a one-to-one when it came down to like who they were in, took inspiration from. Because I always I knew, all right. Since the game got announced, I was like, you re- "There's no way Rita is not going to be in this game." They'd be super foolish on top of you know the other characters that are missing still. But again, besides the point. How do you not have the Empress, right? Of course, <laughs> Season 4. We're, we'll get, we're getting we're getting there, right? So, in 2021, this was also, after, you know, after Scorpina dropped uh, to end off 2020, 2021 comes around, and, you know, the League is still happening, and, you know, people are still playing the game, and, you know, of course, wondering, like, you know, what'll happen next, right? Now, we then get not a season right but we get an, uh, a special pack so to say and that was the street fighter crossover that uh, a lot of people were expecting to get this influx of new players from you know from street fighter and just general you know fighting you know fgc right because you know you're gonna put chun li and ryu in a versus game like that's that on paper that's kind of a big deal
0: yeah should turn um, heads.
1: It really should turn heads. Turning heads, it did, but did it stick though? Unfortunately, I don't really think it it, it did as 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 much as we expected it. Um, I literally remember having conversations with my admins of the server, and I was like, "Guys, uh, we gotta we gotta make sure we got hands on deck. You know, once these characters drop, because I'm sure this Discord is gonna blow up, and we definitely got people." But it wasn't like at the volume that we we expected it to be, but it was a really exciting time to see Ryu and Chun Li. I even I actually had uh, uh, Kyle Hébert um, on my stream to talk right. to him about you know what the experience was like, you know, voicing Ryu, and not only that, I mean he already had voices for two other characters. He was voicing the Magna Defender and the Shadow Ranger. I'm like I'm like, how does it feel to have a whole team where it's just you? Like, you're voicing a whole team of characters. <laughs> That's right, yes. You know? So, and he was super nice. And it was, it was an awesome, awesome uh, conversation to have with him um, when that happened. He was a super nice dude.
0: Well, let's um, see something, man. You said the league was still happening, and this is uh, the end of 2020. 2021 rolls around. You just uh, detailed that, you, you know, you got a big super pack, including Ryu, Chung li You didn't get the influx of players that you guys were hoping for. But the game still has its dedicated community. Um, Mm -hmm. 2021, we did see a couple of offline events. I believe uh, there was a Summer Jam. I believe there was also an ECT. Uh, There was a CEO. And, you know, those, those events were still sort of plagued by a lot of people who don't want, you know, they were not ready to go out to any offline events, a lot of um, government regulations, you know, just everything that, that had to happen, mask up or you can't come in, you know, vaccinations, yada, yada, yada. And that's just 2021 in general. Let's move forward a little bit of 2022 with uh some of the bigger events that just recently uh passed by. We're both, you know, we're talking obviously about combo breaker ceo and i forget if there was a previous one before those two but regardless offline events are back more pro you know more pronounced in 2022 what is this community feeling like in 2022 Did a lot of people just decided to stay home and rather play online or where um you, you said it yourself earlier you have not been to an offline event in quite a while in almost two two and a half years what what kind of vibes are you getting from the community at these offline events are you guys getting good numbers is the game still going strong even though we just spent almost two years stuck at home playing everything online take us through that man what are you and the other community leaders you know what are you guys seeing so we're pretty much seeing
1: a lot of the really dedicated uh players and you know community folks that are still willing well not just still but if you know they're willing and comfortable enough to actually Make it out to set events for Power Rangers and the brackets run. They we've 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 had the stream time, so to a degree, you know, we can take our successes where we can, and I feel like those are definitely things to applaud because not every game and not every community, def, you know, gets you know that type of time and care. And you know, like 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 we've been mentioning, like it's so it's super unfortunate that I haven't been able to go to any of these events and I've and, and it looks like and, and this is a great thing that everyone always has a good time and that's that that to me is very important Um and you know there's always like some sort of a salty sweet or you know something going on to keep people playing having fun and you know to, to wanna continue on with attending as many of the offline majors that you know were popping up um, as time was progressing so now it's it's interesting though because You know, we're more than halfway through 2022 now. And like I mentioned, there hasn't been any mention or reference or even a tease to doing League Part 2. So it's safe to assume that it's not going to happen. So it's kind of like we're back to square one with it really being community driven again. So much so that East Coast Throwdown that's coming up in September is one of the main games right and a lot of the community is looking at this event as essentially what could be the the last hurrah and i personally don't want to even say that say it like like that but like you know I'm why not, you know I, well because it why it
0: why is i'm sorry why, why is it why is it looked at as um, by the community as the last hurrah It looks so everyone's
1: looking at that because, you know, they see how at the official level with the developers, how they've been, you know, communicating, which is, you know, like I like I mentioned before, they're only mentioning or they're only shouting out um, other events. You know, whenever someone drops some sort of like a video or any kind of content that they get tagged in, um, you know, they've they've at least liked retweeted or anything like that. But that's been it. And there hasn't been it there there's never been a time where we've went this long without anything updated as far as like content wise. I mean we've we recently had um a patch update that saw a lot of changes uh, to a lot of the characters that were that are in the game and whatnot. And then there was recently a bug fix because with every patch came new errors, unfortunately. And those just recently got fixed. And yeah, I mean, and and because, like I mentioned before, Enway at heart, they are a mobile game developer. So they have their other games that they are needing their current staff to work on those other games. And like I also mentioned, they also have a new Power Ranger mobile game on top of Legacy Wars, which has, hasn't stopped getting content. They usually get a character uh like once a month or once every like five six weeks or whatever um it's, it's it's probably uh faster than that but either way the point is they're still getting you know content um and they're still alive in there and they're still kicking um
0: what's so. the uh what's the future of uh the power rangers battle for the grid community you just laid out it right there amway in their heart are still mobile developers and you mentioned a lot of things there. Those games are getting updates. But, the uh, you know, mobile gaming is their bread and butter. And that's just something that the offline slash online FGC community for Battle of the Grid, they, they have to understand. But saying, you know, seeing uh, saying what you just said, that the community is looking at ECT as the last hurrah. Uh, maybe they'll come out for EVO as a side tournament in the future. But in general... What is the future of the community? Are you guys just gonna stick online, the super local events? Um, it sounds to me like you guys are just basically giving up on Amway to be giving you updates constantly. You guys will get whatever it is that you get whenever they decide to give it to you. What are you, your administrators, your team, other community leaders? What Does everybody have an idea of where this community is going forward?
1: It's up to us at this point, you know, like, it's the the fate of the future is really on everyone. And I know that me personally, I know that with my schedule and with all of the projects and, and things that I've been taking on and I've been involved with, I know that even with all of those things, I mentally have intention to continue to support this game and this community um for example i'm like i mentioned um earlier um i am moving back to the east coast which the my venue that i was running um events at for basically a decade at this point they're they're thrilled that I'm coming back because they want me to continue running events. So there's no problems with that with that. There's also another location that is nearby that location that I've known for several years. I know that owner. He's also a very he he he's a veteran in his own right in the FGC. The owner of that store, he wants to work with me as well. So I know that for two guaranteed locations that I myself will have my hands on with organizing, with putting these things on, with hosting and whatnot, I will always bring Power Rangers, and it it, it would it, for me it would be hard not to, because I've been there since the very beginning. I would feel I would feel like if I if I didn't, then it would, in a sense, it would kind of all be for nothing in a way. And I, and I, and I, I hate even to, to, to say those types of things, but the reality is not everybody's like me. So, and in a, in a world where we're constantly getting, you know, new games, especially new fighting games, like every other few months, it seems like. I mean, we got DNF Duel just as recently. Capcom dropped the, 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 uh, the 35th fighting collection, You know there's a lot street fighter 6 is on the horizon there's a lot and who's to and i mean evo is around the corner which i will be at to commentate for power rangers funny enough that'll that'll be my first event back offline which is which is insane right but
0: you picked the granddaddy of them all right
1: right exactly right so while i'm still out here um, i'll be there right and you know evo is also a spot where a lot of new things get announced i'd imagine tekken 8 is on is on the way you know like among other games we will we will soon we will soon know either way the whole point that i'm trying to make is that you know people will always migrate towards whatever they're feeling and with being a part of the community you know and if you've been in you've been out you've been playing you haven't you've been seeing how the developers have kind of handled themselves and handled you know how you know they wanted to handle the the game and and the community on their on their end you know everyone's going to have a different reaction and they're going to move differently despite the uh unfortunate events that have place with their actions and their lack of communication and whatnot i've always had it in my mind of what i wanted to do so whether i had their help or not i knew that i was going to want to deliver either way and i and i and i know that there's others that are like me that feel the same way but you know people do change and i'm not gonna expect anything of anyone but i will be very realistic and say that it's up to us at the at the at the end of it's it's always going to be up to your given community to continue to provide life to whatever game it is and if you know and 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 it shows you know it doesn't it, it, an, an official official support never stops a, a passionate community that really loves their game that loves to play it that loves to compete in it to this day like that never stops people you know i mean you can you can even have tyrants like nintendo trying to tell smashers <laughs> to stop playing melee they're still playing in melee Like you can have as many cease and desists or you know whatever you want there's always gonna when then there's when there's a will there's a way of course so if the will is strong enough and if people are you know they they, they want to continue to see this at events they want to continue to see people streaming and you know just to continue to see them playing then it'll happen but if it doesn't it is what it is. But I know I know what I'm going to do. And if people want to follow that or do their own thing or, or they don't, then it is what it is.
0: Hey, listen, man. I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show and talking to us regarding Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. Anybody who listens to this, they uh, learned a lot. If they didn't know how your community was basically dealing with everything COVID-related... It was really eye-opening to hear everything that you guys went through from bad communication with the developers, and I don't even want to make it sound like it's all that bad. Uh, you know, they had their hands full, but I really love how you guys just um stick together. You guys saw real, you know, what was real, what was going on. And again, man, I want to I want to thank you once again for coming on. And before we get out of here, let people know how they can reach out to you to um, you know, talk Power Rangers, talk Dragon Ball, talk anything, man.
1: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. So you can follow me on Twitter at Uchi Gang. That's U-C-H-I-G-A-N-G. Um, that's like kind of like the central hub as to where I am, you know, talking about literally whatever it is that I I I want to talk about with in regards to a lot of the content and things that i'm doing you know like with power rangers with dragon ball and you can obviously join my uh real ones discord to you know get more notification and alerts as to when all of the projects and whatnot that i've been working on are going up i do have a few youtube channels um with others in the works Uh, my main channel is basically just uchi uh over at youtube there's an uchi games for all of the video game content and then like you had mentioned um at the start of this episode which i appreciate there is the full power podcast if you want to hear myself my brother and um well he's basically my other brother he definitely looks like us but you know we've we fooled people (laughs) to thinking that he was he was a a brother of ours but no he's definitely just a close friend but yeah you check us out um over at the full power podcast we talk dragon ball related things every week with a Patreon that um features episodes that um are not necessarily uh catered towards dragon ball and uh it's you know just about other uh, other animes like bleach so you can uh, look forward to that
0: uh man i want to say once again thank you very much for coming on to the show uchi
1: oh it, it was a pleasure thank you for uh having me and uh having this conversation with me so that way people have like a a better idea of, you know what's uh, happening with Battle for the Grid going forward
0: yeah man and listen we wish you the best of luck uh coming back to the east coast uh taking up the mantle again of being organizer commentator anything for uh your beloved community i'm sure everybody's going to appreciate it and with that guys this was another great episode uh follow us on twitter at kpbcast follow the main page uh, kick punch block at twitter facebook as well more content coming your way great you know hopefully in the future we'll have him just to have a career perspective in his time during the fgc in gaming i'm sure he would enjoy that right
1: Oh yeah, I, I I always love talking about uh, things
0: like that, especially within the FGC and everything. So yeah, just hit me up and I'll be down. All right, man. With that, guys, have yourself a good night, good day, wherever you are. Uchi, thank you very much once again, man. Take care. All
1: right, too. Thank you. Knockout. You win. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.